The Death of an Urban Hermit by Matthew Parker. Your body starts cooling down as soon as you die at a rate of 1.5 degrees Celsius per hour. Rigor mortis sets in after six hours. That's a problem for me. I passed on in a chair seven hours ago. And I don't know how they plan to get me into a coffin when I'm not all flat. Can they reverse the stiffening somehow? The Lenore do a corpse softener? <laughs> I doubt it. Although their sensual infusions range has done wonders on my genes recently. I'm a man of small pleasures. I was a man of small pleasures. After a few days, the body loosens up naturally. It's Wednesday, and I've been here since Sunday. I should have called my mother more. If I'd have been a good boy like my brother and phoned regularly, not just when I needed money or someone to moan at, then she'd be a lot more likely to realise that something was up by now. I should never have quit my job. I'd have colleagues to worry about me when I didn't turn up for work. If I'd been friendlier with my housemates, then there's a chance they'd have noticed that I haven't left my room in three days. Sometimes you hear about people like me on the news, being found months after death, surrounded by mess and old newspapers. But they're normally old women from rural communities. I was 24 years old and living in Kilburn. <laughs> sort of thing isn't meant to happen to people like me. I've come to realise that people are going to think this was suicide. He couldn't have been so stupid as to accidentally overdose on paracetamol, they'll say. And they'll blame themselves for not spotting the signs, and then they'll blame me for being selfish, for taking the coward's way out, and they'll make my death all about them. Now, I, I was always a bit of a wallflower, but I liked the events surrounding my passing away to mainly be about me. If I'm lucky, they might remember the time in university when I took so much Pro Plus that I stayed awake for 60 hours straight. <laughs> also, if they knew me at all, they must surely realise that I'd never pass up an opportunity to leave a note. Maybe they'll check my internet history. I'd never off myself without deleting a significant portion of that. God, I'm bored. Someone needs to find me soon. Being a ghost is not as much fun as you'd imagine. I can't wander the earth or, or pull any poltergeist-style poltergeist pranks. I'm stuck here, in this room, unable to do much of anything. 
I don't know what's going to happen after they find me, but something will change, surely. I can't be stuck in this room for eternity. My housemate's having sex. <laughs> I can hear it through the ceiling. That familiar, slow, arrhythmic creaking. Were I alive, I'd pop outside to smoke a cigarette. And it'd all be over by the time I got back. <laughs> I can't figure out how to leave the room, though. The thing about ghosts, being able to walk through walls, yeah, it's nonsense. I can, through a real force of will, float around the room. But as soon as I come up against anything solid, my spectre gets stuck. Being trapped in a room with nothing to do is starting to get to me. I've always been lazy, but this is too much. After a week, the skin starts to blister, fall off a bit. Body goes purple, starts to smell putrid like death. Although my room already smelled pretty rotten, I was a young single man. It's Saturday. I wonder what's in the New Yorker. My landlord slips a note under my door to tell me I owe him rent, offering a small ray of hope. He seems pretty mad at me. His, his handwriting's all messy and he's drawn a little frowny face. I don't know how many days it will be before he comes into my room, but I guess I'll be found within a week. Being alone with yourself for seven full days and no sleep is a demoralising experience. 72 hours used to be my limit, and even then it was only if I was binge-watching DVD box sets. I wish I'd done more. My eulogies are going to be dreadful. What can they possibly say about me that makes me sound even faintly interesting? Oh, Poor loved doing crosswords. He sometimes finished the one in the Observer. Never sent it in to win a dictionary. Oh, Paul loved television. He frequently cancelled social engagements to finish a series illegally downloaded off BitTorrent. Paul loved to make jokes, even though nobody laughed at them. I was so boring. Maybe they won't even bother throwing me a funeral. How did I end up like this? Well, like that, I mean. It's not that the death is bothering me so much as the life that came before it. I used to be fun, I swear. But then things fell apart when I moved to London. I didn't know anyone and I couldn't figure out how to make friends. My best friend from school 
was a guy who lived three minutes walk away. That's all it takes when you're young. Hey, we're proximate to each other. Let's form a lifelong bond. Yeah. Doesn't seem to work like that in the big smoke. There's too many people and they're all smarter and funnier and better looking than me. Competition's too much for a shy kid from Northamptonshire. So I gave up, got fatter and dumber and boringer. To the point where the only conversations I can contribute towards are ones of our bus timetables or new Lenore products. It's not that I ever tried to improve myself. Did the occasional jog. Read books by French philosophers. Even made a bucket list. But did I cross anything off? Yes. Once. Number seven. Try eating tripe. Wasn't worth it at all. After two weeks, gases in the stomach build to a point of near explosion. Other parts of the body start to swell too. My testicles look like a pair of old-fashioned leather footballs. The landlord's definitely very angry with me now. He's left a couple more notes under my door. The last one was a single expletive in all caps. I left my phone on charge before I died, so the power hasn't gone out. But nobody's texted me since I passed away. My being incommunicado for half a month doesn't concern them at all. They're probably glad of the break. I've had a few emails, but... They're mostly from Twitter. Have I considered following Danny Baker? <laughs> Have I? That sort of thing. My favourite housemate, which is to say my quietest housemate, is knocking on my door. Are you there? She's saying. I'm doing the laundry and you said I needed to try your fabric softener. She tries the knob, opens the door. I stop to check her reaction and she deals with the shock admirably. She takes her phone out, rings 999. Then she finds my phone and rings my mother, consoling her for a few minutes. Then she gets her phone out again. And now I'm on Instagram. With the door open, I can make my escape. I go into the kitchen and leave through the window, which has been left open thanks to my worst housemate's fondness for burning his food. The fresh air feels good, which is a surprise. I haven't felt anything for a fortnight, assumed I couldn't. The sensation might be psychosomatic, but I love it either way. How long the skeleton takes to decompose depends on the acidity and temperature of the soil. It can be anywhere from 25 to 500 years. 
which is a mute point because I was cremated, and scattered off the, tap, off the top of Rekin Point in Telford, which my family and I used to climb on Sunday afternoons. Death's not so bad as it happens. I got to see my funeral. It was really sweet. People found things to say about me. Nobody thought it was a suicide. I didn't die from an overdose. Yay. I had a massive aneurysm. Which I guess is why I took all the paracetamol. I still spend a lot of time by myself. It's pretty hard to hang out with people when all your friends are corporeal. And you're not. But I've seen the Grand Canyon. And the Northern Lights. I've been to the moon. And the bottom of the ocean. All the things on my bucket list. <laughs>